0: I guess there's lots of ways to do that, and then maybe after we do it, we say, hmm, did I capture the right thing or not? Good, Black Friday, did you go out early? Did any Raise your hand if you did. I, I did, by the way. I really did. And when I got through seeing all those people and buying gifts, I was wondering, why am I here? You know that? You don't really have to do this, do you? I thought, no, that's, that's, I don't think that's quite what we talk about the spirit of Christmas. Maybe... Maybe it does or doesn't have something to do with shopping. That's hard to think in American culture, isn't it? Because in America, it seems you've got to go buy a gift. Or if you don't have a gift, then I can really celebrate Christmas because you know we spend most money around Christmas time. And you're asking ourselves, when we celebrate Christmas, how do we keep Jesus in the picture? How do we go beyond having just a nativity scene and having him grow in our own life our own life grow into him. Celebrating Christmas is is a fun time, but in our passage today, we don't use the story itself. We wanted to set the stage a little for you, because I think when you talk about Christmas, you're talking about Jesus coming in the world. We're going to get to the story of Jesus being an infant, but right now we're getting to the real I that is in Jesus. You know, the one we've come to know after he's grown up and we've heard all the stories and know about his sacrifice and we're trying to ask ourselves, where am I in the story? Our text today is not a real feel-good text, not when Jesus is not feeling good about the people in front of him, even though he often teaches and does miracles and wonderful things. We like the stories that are teachings and miracles and the times when people's lives are changed. It's exciting to hear them. And this one, Jesus is somewhat frustrated. He might be with us at times. He said to those uh, Jewish leaders who are in front of him, why do I speak to you at all? Because even as he's talked to them about who he is and why God has called him here and they've come to understand something but they can't accept it, is that he must be, he has to be, God himself, if he can do the things he does. For only God can truly forgive sins. But are they listening well? I don't know if you're like me, but when I was growing up, my parents sometimes would say to me this, I tell you something and it seems to go in one ear and out the other. Did my parents invent that one or was it used on YouTube? you, You said it too, you know? You know, and I know what that's like. You just, as I've done it with my own children, we say it and it's like they weren't tuned in at all. You know, just like different frequency. What was that again? I wasn't hearing what it was. And I think Jesus is really somewhat frustrated that he's been trying to teach this crowd and they seem to ask some good questions, but they can't take in the answers and they aren't making very much progress. And he is concerned for them. I want you to know, There's room in this season, the year, for you and I to grow in our minds and hearts who Jesus is. No matter what our experience has already been, there's room for more. The truth is about us, we often, in this kind of season, we pick and choose our experiences based on, you know, the family calendar and our time available. And we're trying to ask ourselves, how do we grow faithfully? How do we become the kind of people he has in store for us? Maybe it's as simple as how we treat gifts when we get them. You know, gifts are those beautiful wrapped things that are under the tree or someone sits beside the tree on Sunday or on Christmas Day or somewhere around that. And you can enjoy seeing names on them. You know, gifts without a name or just a mystery. That's for everybody to shake. You know, the ones that have no names on them. If it's got your name on that's for you to shake. Did you shake gifts when you were growing up? Did you do that? The little kid? I did. I shake them. up. Hope it's not glass, but uh-oh, you know what was inside of there? It was always a mystery, and I found sometimes they would put something in there just to throw you off. But you like getting gifts. Gifts were always nice. Wrapped beautifully, there was something you think someone had you in mind, They something you wanted, your imagination just thought must be good. It must be exactly what I'm thinking about. I hope it is. Then maybe you get a gift that's not wrapped so well, the person didn't try. Maybe it was uh, a gift that defied Using the regular paper, it's too large, and they simply stuck a bow on it and you got a box. And you're going, well, I guess that's okay. Then we ask Jesus about the gift he is for us. Maybe you can uh, help me think for a moment about how we can see if Jesus is working well in us. You might describe it in these terms of, can I look at ways that tells me my priorities in life and whether or not my love of him is growing or whether it's somewhere else? For instance, ask this question, how do I use my time? And in asking that question, where does he have a place in it? Now, obviously, you're sitting here this morning, so you're saying, Glenn, I'm in worship. Doesn't that count? And I say, yes, that, that certainly does. That's a good thing to do. That's, that's something that counts, that you come to worship him, not anyone else. That's wonderful. But how do I also use my time, not just on a Sunday morning, but other times to study or pray or share the good news or use my time in service to others for him? And then you understand whether or not I'm using the gift well. And then, how do you spend your money? That's always an issue that describes who we are. Uh, Not just money, but all of our time and resources. If we use that well and include God in that, then He gets a a substantial cut of who we are. That is, for His work and His kingdom, He believes. We believe in Him and what He continues to do. And the last one question is, is, what do you think about? What is in your mind? Do you give God time to grow in you? Do you spend time listening to Him? You get up in the morning and say, good morning, Lord. Here we are again, a new day. What do you have in mind for it? Taking out your Bible and reading it as though it were written just for you from him. Because I believe that's the best way to read the book. Whether you know all the history, you know all the details about its origin, you can love the one who's written it and ask him to help you understand what it has to say. And those you begin to find that our pick-and-choose faith turns into a faith that is true, that is not hidden, one that we learn to love. Now, gifts, again, are one of those things that we have at times, but sometimes we get confused with our giving. We get good gifts that we like, and then sometimes our gifts are not among the greatest. And maybe something else happens. We have a, we're we were decorating this past week at the Parsonage, and, and Vicky uncovered them again. We've had these gifts for close to ten years. You see, maybe you're like us when when your children are growing up, and you're buying gifts for teachers, and we do it for staff. You you go out somewhere, and you buy a lot of the same thing. You may buy a few extras. You ever do that? A few extra? Well, these are extras, okay? And There's like three or four the same thing still left over. We pull them out one year, think we'll do some of them, put them back in a box. See, Ten years, those same gifts are wrapped and in a the box. They come in our put in our attic. They come back down. They go back. They come back again. They sit there. They are the saddest gifts you have ever seen. If they could talk, they would be so sad. They'd be crying in front of you right now. They would. They'd say, give me to somebody. Don't just stay in the box. I think Jesus is that way if we don't use him as a gift. It's sad if we don't make of him, let him be what he wants to be in our lives. is an awesome moment when we let him be. It's awesome when we know that he's one that, it's coming to the world not just as we tell the baby story and that's a wonderful in the retail in this month but remind ourselves that we are here because he is our source of forgiveness and our sins can find we can find victory over sin and temptation in life because of him it's what brings us back again and again because of that wonderful gift that has such great power in it it's an awesomeness to know that you're forgiven you know what We remind ourselves at Christmas, not that he just came, but the difference in us. Because he came, and life changes for us. In the scriptures, Jesus often uses the words, I am, to describe himself. And there are lots of those that he talks about through the gospels. He is the bread of life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the gate. He's the good shepherd. Keep adding them up. They're 20-something plus. Jesus is. I like those stories. But here he is, the one who must be crucified. I will be crucified. When I am, he said, lifted up. He said, when I have completed what God sent me for, then you'll find out the power in his life for us. We have so many ways to arrive at that. Sometimes it seems to be as though we're looking through uh, clouded windows sort of like the stained glass windows now, are beautiful and you love to see them, but you can't tell what's going on outside through them. Sometimes we can't see as well what God has in mind for us. But he can change us. If you were to write this sentence, who Jesus is in 25 words or less, wouldn't that be a challenge? I mean, you could say just words like he is Lord, Savior, and he'll use a lot of title so to speak in the scripture and that would be a way of doing it but how would you write in that 25 words or less who he is and put yourself in it because that's important to know isn't it not just who jesus is to everyone else but who he is to you and that becomes then a testimony a real life he belongs to me not just to others as well we call that word conversion Barbara Brown Taylor is uh, currently a teacher at seminary in uh, in Candler, in Atlanta. And she tells this story about her own conversion. She's a wonderful Bible teacher in that school, and I love to read most of her writings. She said, I was in college before I became a Christian, and it happened this way. She was in a dorm one night, and two young preppies came to her room. They were Christians, and they wanted to share with her. They were a campus Christ group. They wanted to come share with her about Jesus, and they sat in her room, and she She said, when they first came in, honestly, I wanted to see how fast I could get them out. And I realized that if I kept saying yes, they'd leave quicker. Okay? They said, I let them say what they wanted to. I'd say yes and yes, and I wouldn't argue with them, and they'd be gone before long. So she listened to them, and they told them, did you know you're a sinner? Yes. Do you know that sin separates from God? Yes. And they began to write this little uh, drawing in front of him. And on one side they had you standing over here and they had God over here. And they had a big chasm between it. You, had a, you know that Jesus helps us to get there. We draw this cross and you walk across it and you can be near God again. Yes. You would accept God? Yes. She got that word really going, you know. She got the word going real well. Yes, I want to. She said, and finally I, they prayed with me and they got up and I had accepted Christ. Yes, I want to. And they left the room. And she said, I thought about that. I thought about it. You know, it only took about 20 minutes. And the time they came into my room, they left us as happy as could be that they had reached one and I had said yes all along. And she said later on as I, she thought more and more about that experience, she realized this. I may have been fooling around, but Jesus was not. Anytime we are entertaining a thought of him, he is listening to us. Even if our entertainment is so shallow, we're not really sure what we're talking about. He's there. He knows what we're doing, even if we don't have it figured out yet. And she said, my heart may not have been in it. That moment when I was saying that prayer and saying yes, listen to what those two preppies were telling me about what it means to become a Christian. Even though my heart may not have been in it, Jesus' heart was. Isn't that good to know? Even when you and I have been at that moment, we weren't 100% committed, but Jesus is listening. He loves us whether we're capable of fully loving Him yet. She said, I've grown to know that. And she said, I asked Him to come in. And He did. If you ask Jesus into your life, He comes into life. He doesn't wait for the day you straighten it up or clean it up or deserve it. He comes. Isn't that worth celebrating? Doesn't that make Christmas time a time of true joy? Of knowing it's not just the story of what God has done in the world, but he's doing it to you in this world. And he has a lot more in store, a lot more that's planned, and you and I can be a part of that all along. That's how big the story is. And yes, it is a wonderful season. And I want us to enjoy celebrating Christmas. But I don't want us to fall short of why. All of us are alike. Every one of us live in a culture where Christmas has been turned into something other than Christian. Culture can do that. Spend lots of money. Buy lots of toys. Talk about the guy in the big red suit. Have all the fun at parties. Forget all about Jesus. We remember. Him. We can enjoy it in a lot of ways, but enjoy really, we remember Him. Then the number one thing when Christmas is over and all of that said and done, and the decorations are put back in the box, gotta keep growing. Is what I've learned in this season. Stay with me. Am I ready to stay with me? You see, I asked him. She said, and he did come in would you pray with me now father we believe that you've loved us more than we're capable of loving you and you know all of our flaws and our faults the things that we have failed and you love us anyway and we come to share this morning in this act of communion knowing that we depend upon you and surely you also depend upon us Use us now. In Jesus we ask. Amen.